0: greet all of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Are you happy this morning? Yeah. Uh, we are happy. Brother Gracie is here and is bringing a little one to be dedicated. Amen. Shall we get the scripture for the little ones so that we dedicate the bundle of joy for the chimangas? And they brought young children to him that he should touch them and his disciples rebuked those that brought them and when jesus saw it he was much displeased and said unto them suffer the little ones to come unto me and forbid them not for of such is the kingdom of god verily i say unto you whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of god as a little child he shall not enter the inn and he took them up in his arms put his hands upon them and blessed them amen Amen. i'm not jesus i'm his representation this morning i will do exactly as he has done amen on this way okay hey we don't want mistakes here All right. What's the name? Shaddai, like El Shaddai. Okay, Kesha Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, I'm laying my hands upon this baby. Uh, every life comes from you, and I believe this life was foreordained by you to be upon the face of the earth. And Lord, here we are as the parents, with the parents just affirming that it was your will that this child should come this way. And Lord, it is responsible for parents to bring a child in the presence of the Lord, because from henceforth you will be responsible for this child, especially in these days where there are so many demonic attacks. But we thank God that there is a pillar of fire that will lead and have an influence upon the life of this child. And I say, Satan, I have a message for you. You have no role to play in the life of this child. This life is entirely and in totality dedicated to God. And Lord, as we commit the parents to you, give them, dear God, a sense of wisdom on how to raise this child, dear God, so that later on, when the child cometh of age, you, God, should come down and help the child to make the right decisions. we we'll commit everything to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Devo benisi. Amen. Amen. Yeah. When two men carry a child, it's like a wrestling. Amen. We tighten all our muscles, amen. Amen. Are you happy? Oh, we are very much happy. Amen. 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 Now, another one, Uh, Brother Fanny and Sister Lorraine are celebrating their 30th anniversary. But not years, 30 years. Amen. You can give them another round of applause. Amen. But young ones, this is, because marriages these days don't last as they used to last. Some young ones are even celebrating... I don't know what do they call it. Now they celebrate relationship monthly because they are not sure that it will make it yearly. So we thank God for those that are able to celebrate for 30 years. Amen. Maybe they can just come so that we pray with them. Amen. When I was speaking to, when Brother Fanny told me, I think it was last week, he wanted to check whether I'm available this Sunday, and he he became quite emotional when he spoke about their journey. For 30 years, you can imagine uh, there's been many mountains, uh, there's been many valleys, uh, there's been many deserts, there's been a period of plenty, there's been a period mm-hmm. of scarcity, uh, there's been a season of blessing, there's been a season of strain, there's been storms, there's been rains, there's been sunshine. Uh, I mean, for 30 years, a lot happens in 30 years. and a lot of time people think marriage marriage in the message is just perfect. Marriage is a battle. You fight to get married. You fight to stay in marriage. And I can imagine for after thirty years, Brother Fanny, it must be a victory for us to be able to stand here and say uh, beautiful daughters came out of this marriage uh, they are now stable as you are, maritally. and I think uh, Brother Branham spoke about a man that used to do some odd jobs then he said to this man the man said I'm poor Brother Branham says you're not poor, you are a very rich man he says I wonder how many millionaires would exchange their millions to have the kind of wife that you have And I believe that uh, certain things, it's richness, but it cannot be quantified in money. And I believe that a stable marriage and people that are in marriage for a long haul, despite the ups and downs, they are still standing. They are giving us a credibility as ministers to say to the young ones, if Brother Fanny and Sister Lorraine made it until this far, you as well you must have the capacity and the willingness and the the determination to stay into this for a long haul so we we as well share in your sense of gratitude we we say i spoke to a very senior elder in the message he said to me the most difficult times in marriage he has been married for 50 years he said the most difficult, he said he made a research, he said the most difficult time in marriage is when you approach the 48th year and the 49th year in marriage. He says there, again, you go through turbulences. But I believe that if God took you and has been with you for 30 years, he will be with you and sometime we will come and celebrate 60th year, 60th year, Amen. My grandfather passed on this year in Jen. He and my grandmother had been married for 71 years. Amen. So 71 years is an old man. Their marriage is as old as an old man. But I I looked at them. It's not about so much what they had. It's about what they shared. Amen. Let's just put our right hands here on the Bible. Lois, Sharon, the sons-in-laws, you have a very rich legacy to live up to. Amen. Amen. As we pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, 30 years ago, they came before the altar. And the minister of the gospel allowed them to exchange vows. And one of those vows might have been for rich or for poor, in sickness and in health. And here, 30 years later, they are standing before this audience as a testament that they lived up to their vows. May they be an inspiration for the young ones in the building, and even those that may be observing them afar, that if Brother Fanny and Sister Lorraine made it, we as well can make it especially in a time where the devil has beginning to scandalize marriages including marriages in the message he's of the view that many are not gonna go far but i'm glad that i can show them this living bible that 30 years later they are still standing it has not always been easy there were difficult moments There were up hills, there were valleys, there were storms, but here they are despite all those things. And I believe as they continue to traverse on the journey of life, there are still yet to be many challenges. But I'm glad that they can say the same God that made us to overcome many battles for 30 years he will be with us as we age gracefully in the Lord. And Lord, I pray, may you continue to be a central point in their marriage. May you be the one that will always bring them closer together. Amen. I remember when Brother Branham, as he aged and looked at Sister Mida with her gray hair, there's a time when she's, he said, I love it so much. I wish I could pull her into me that we become one unit, literally. May such a desire be there in this marriage that as people drift apart, may they come closer and closer together because we need such testimonies. And by these testimonies, we are able to disempower all the narratives of Satan and tell him He is of no use and of no power. And dear God, may you bless them spiritually. May you bless them materially. May you bless them meritally. May you bless them in every sense of the word. I pronounce blessings upon their marriages. Your prophet tells me that God can in one hour achieve through a man what it takes a man to achieve in 40 years. I believe you can do it as well as I bring them closer to you and commit them to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 God bless you richly. Amen. As we stand to our feet, don't worry, won't be long. Looking forward to seeing uh, marital jubilees in the building. People that have been married for a long haul. Amen. Amen. Uh, Yes, I can release you as we're going to read the Bible. Amen. I believe the mother to Brother Watts is in the building. We welcome her. If she can just wave, I hope. Um, God bless you. Amen. Uh, Your son is our good deacon. Amen. We appreciate you, Mother. Amen. Let's turn to the book of John, the sixth chapter, the 44th verse. Shall we read it together? No man can come to me except the Father which hath sent me draw him. And I will raise him up at the last day. 48. And when the Gentiles heard this, or Acts verse 48. Amen. And when the Gentiles heard this, and the Gentiles heard this they, were they were led and glorified the word of the Lord. And, the the Lord. and as many as were ordained to eternal life, believed As we pray, gracious Heavenly Father, we are praying for the blessing of the way, dear God, we are gathered here. It is not by chance, it is by foreordination, and I believe that even blessings are for by foreordination. Bless every brother and every sister this morning as we commit everything to you in Jesus Christ's name, amen. amen. God bless you as you take your seats. Amen. Now, just a couple of minutes, I want to speak on a divine internal GPS. Amen. Amen. A divine internal amen. Did I put it correctly or must I have said an internal divine GPS? That sounds proper, eh? Are you here? Yes. Amen. Or fine, let's leave it as a divine internal GPS. Amen. Yes, How many know what a GPS is? Yes. How many know what is a GPS? Yes. They call it a, a global positioning system. That's what the GPS is, an, an acronym for, global positioning system. So that means you have a gadget here. And a gadget is linked up to a satellite. And a satellite identifies your location and is able to, once it locates your location, we call it a GPS tracker. And once it helps you to move from one locality to the next locality, then we call it a a GPS navigation, navigator. Amen. Are we together? Amen. So it can be a tracker. It can be as well uh, a navigator. Now bring Acts 13 for the 80 for me. It says, And when the Gentiles had this, they were led. And glorified the word of the Lord. And as many, as many as were ordained to eternal life, believed. Not that those who believed, Hallelujah, later had eternal life. But it says, as many as were ordained to eternal life, then they believed because they were ordained to eternal life. Amen. Amen. Are you still with me? Amen. God bless you, brother and So, that means eternal life is not granted to you the day you believe. Even before you believe, you come to believe because you are ordained to believe. Amen. Hallelujah. They say you believe because you have already believed. You are going to heaven because you have already been to Hallelujah. You believe in God because you have always believed in? Amen. Amen. That's exactly what it speaks about here. Now, when I speak about, when it comes to the matters of God, there is no such a thing as called coincidence. A believer has got no such things as coincidence. A believer has got no such things as luck. Hallelujah. Uh, You must never say, I was lucky. A believer is never lucky. A believer is blessed. Uh, Amen. Amen. But because wealthy people do not understand these things, that's why they call them a coincidence, they call them luck. But to us, we believe that everything happens for a reason. And everything that happens had been foreknown that it would happen. Do you agree with that? We, 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 and we take it even to, to the human realm. The job that you have is not because you were at lever. You were foreordained to come into that role. Are you saying amen to that? Your marriage is not because somebody saw you and thought you were prettier. No, you were foreordained to marry the person that you are married to. Are you with me? Even at the point at which you met the message of the hour, it was foreordained. God knew the to the second, the minute, the hour, when you were going to come into the message. So there is no coincidence when it comes to God. We agree on that. Do you agree that the footsteps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord? Hallelujah. Yes. 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 So now we agree that there is a scriptural uh, 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 base that uh, indeed we have an internal GPS. Amen. Yes. We'll come and speak about that. Now, Brother Brennan spoke about three elements. And this element he spoke about that when he spoke about predestination, he says there is a foreknowledge, then there is predestination, then there is destiny. He says predestination looks forward to your destiny. But in the same vein, predestination looks back to foreknowledge. Now, a lot of times when we speak about the uh, predestination, a lot of people get troubled because they are of the view that God said somewhere and said, I will choose Brother Mtambira and I will reject Brother so-and-so. I can't speak the name. Let somebody take it further. Amen. So I will accept this one and reject this one. But Brother Branham comes to tell us that that is not how predestination works. Because a lot of people, they say, if God is so powerful, why did he not make all the people to go to heaven? Hallelujah! But when we come to read about it, Brother Branham says, By foreknowledge, God could know that this individual would live on, in a certain time. And when they live during that time, because he is infinite, he knew the end before the beginning. Hallelujah. Yes. So he knew that there would be 2021. And he knew all activities that would happen in 2021. And he knew the reactions of the people towards the provision that he would make in 2021. And upon knowing that this individual, when the gospel is presented to them during that time, they will accept it or they will reject it. On those basis, then God was able to predestinate. Are you still with me? So that means the predestination is based on for knowledge, hallelujah, yes. I don't know the brothers, there is a bit of interference here, amen, amen. don't worry if Satan fights we're going to have a good time, yes. uh, amen, yes. I like it when he fights because I know we are going to have a good time, amen. are you praying for me there, yes. not even going to make me nervous, these are the devil's gadgets Amen. He can interfere with this realm, but he can't interfere. We can interfere with the fourth dimension, but he can't interfere with the seventh one. Yes. Amen. Yes. Are you with me? The prophet of God says, your birth here was preplanned. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes. Your birth here was preplanned. So, If your birth was was pre-planned, it means you're not an accident of nature. Uh, Hallelujah. You're not an experiment of nature. You came not by default, but by design. Your birth here was pre-planned. I guess you believe that. Every one of you knows that our birth was pre-planned. That means already you get a sense that you can never be unhappy about who you are. Because when you become unhappy about who you are, you undermine the intelligence that preplanned your birth. Are you with me? If it is preplanned, that means I did not approach God and tell God that I would become a man. I didn't approach, you didn't approach God and said, to God, you would be a woman. You, 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 you never, you never debated with God. God planned that you will be a man. God planned that you would be a woman. God planned that you would be black, colored, white, Indian, hallelujah, before the foundation of the world. Now, the moment you become unhappy about who you are, you undermine the intelligence that created you. Are you with me? That's why I would believe that God would have a problem with the people that go into bleaching their skin when they are black to look like white. Fine. Your birth here was pre-planned. I guess you believe that. Every one of you knows that our birth was pre-planned. Do you know that your being here never originated just at at, at a myth or a thought? Everything was pre-planned by God before the foundation of the world that you would be here. Are you still with me? So your, your, your being here is not a coincidence. It was preplanned by God. Now, if God preplanned my birth, I would believe that God pre-planned, preplanned my life. I believe that God preplanned even the message that I would believe in. I believe that God even preplanned a partner that I would marry. I believe God preplanned even the children that I would have. I believe everything that happens, nothing is out of cater. Everything was preplanned by God. Are you still with me? Now, the prophet says in the message, uh, Why Christ Speak, he says in this message, Moses was born in this world, a gifted boy. He was born to be a prophet, a deliverer. He was born with the equipment born in him. Amen. Hallelujah. As every man that comes into the world is born with this equipment. So this morning, every one of you has got an equipment in them. As Moses had an equipment, you have an equipment. And he says, as I firmly believe in the full knowledge of God, the predestination. Now we are going to understand what is this equipment that you are born with. And it will guide you or it will uh, paint a picture to you that uh, everywhere you, were, you had to be, you were guided by this equipment. Mm-hmm. E- even this morning when you came to church, you were guided by this equipment. Mm-hmm. This equipment and those that understand how equipments work, there's what we call a calibration. You've got from time to time service the equipment to make sure that it functions optimally. Now, even this equipment has got to be serviced to make sure that it's not locked up. It guides you. You're always in alignment and get messages from this equipment. Are we together? Now, the prophet continues in this message, show us the father, because I want to contrast this equipment with what God has done in the animals. He says, the second slide, brother. He says, God gave an animal instinct to take care of himself, and he gave the man, the Holy Ghost, to take care of him. But an animal believes his instinct, and a man is scared to trust the Holy Ghost. Do you get what we mean there? Now, an animal, and we are going to show you how animals function. Animals, they operate by instinct. Even how they detect a hunger, how they locate a food, it is based on an instinct. And if an instinct of an animal would never mislead an animal, I believe the Holy Ghost would never mislead a man. Let's put it this way. Uh, When you look at, and we're going to look at uh, different migrations around the world. There are There are baits that fly almost 18,000 kilometers from one place to the next. Now I have read about a shark that moved from Russia to Mexico and came from Mexico and went back to Russia. And how, how would a shark move from Russia to Mexico and know its way back to Russia? It does not have a GPS, it does not have a compass, but God has built an instinct in that animal, to know that I'm on a foreign land for a particular reason, but I've got to return back to the motherland, it is Russia. It will never get lost and go to Congo or South Africa. It has to go back to Russia. Now, what guides it? What, I mean, we speak about from Russia to Mexico. You speak about miles and miles and miles. You speak about uh, traveling many, many days and sometimes months. But this animal is able to locate and say, today I'm off to Mexico. And it gets to Mexico without any assistance of science and it's able to go back home, how is it able to go back home? It's because there is an instinct. Now, if, 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 if a shark can be able to locate back the home ground, how much more about the children of God who came down here on earth, there is something built on them that one day we have to return back to the homeland. Are you still with me? Now... Maybe while I'm on these animals, Brother Brennan was in his car, in his house. As he was in his house, he had written the new, in the newspaper about a mother who had thrown the child into a toilet. And when he was there, and he kept on saying, how can a mother do something like this? This is unacceptable for a mother to do. And while he was there, un, not known to him, God had sent an opposium. Hallelujah. Amen. This oposium, when it came, Brother Brennan was not aware of it. It had children there until he said, The Holy Ghost spoke to me and said, You have been going on about this other mother, but you are failing to see a good mother on your doorstep. Amen. How many times we concentrate on bad things and we overlook good things? Are you still with me? Amen. Now, while he was there, then he looked at the oposium and he went to eat and he prayed for it. And this is in the next uh, title, uh, next slide, my brother. Brother Brenham says how it came to his house. He says this opossum she passed four other houses closer to the road than mine. Now my question would be, why did it not get into the first house? Why did it go past the second house, the third house, the fourth house until it came to the fifth house? Brother Brenham takes it further. He says, it even had the revelation that five represent grace. Uh, Folks, we are not talking about a message believer. We are talking about an animal here that had a spiritual understanding. What gave it a spiritual understanding? is because it had an instinct. And it says, then, one, two, three, four, five, fifth one, she turned in, Jesus. She dropped into the gate. She didn't wait out there, the bushes. She didn't wait in the shade. She looked through the sun to get to the doorstep. She laid there patiently, not growling, not murmuring, waiting for her tent to be prayed for. Amen. Now, an animal knows there is a divine healing on the land. Amen. An animal knows there is a prophet of the hour on the land. The animal knows there is a place, a house, where I can go to and get a divine healing. Look look how it works. There are people that are surrounding Brother Brennan. There are people that are criticizing Brother Brennan. There are people that are rejecting Brother Brennan. But here is an animal that had better sense than human beings. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. And my question is, what made this animal to leave the bush? What made this animal to get into the city and go past several houses? What was guiding this animal? Hallelujah. No one can come to me unless it's drawn by the Father. I believe that God drew this animal and said there is a man of God that has got an answer to your situation. And I believe if God can draw an animal, God can draw a human being. Hallelujah. This morning, why are you here? This morning, why did you come this way? What drew you this way? Brethren, yes, we've got to evangelize. We've got to preach the gospel. But the gospel will always find its own. However way, no matter where, the gospel will find its own. You know, there are people that just walked past this church and they just saw a boat and they didn't understand what it was all about. And they decided to come in and visit. And from that time, there is a brother is raising his hand. He's one of them. Amen. Hallelujah. No one testified to him. He was just walking past. But as he was walking past, there was just a tech. Yeah. There was a certain curiosity that was aroused in his heart. And my question is no one can take credit to that. No one can say, I called this brother in. No pastor can say, I called him in. He was not called by a preacher. He was not called by a church. There is a divine navigation system that says you must go in. If you were called by a man, you will be driven away by a man. If you were called by God, you shall be kept by God. Let's come to this next quotation. The calling of Abraham, paragraph 55. The prophet speaks, listen to the sequence of events in the life of this woman. And well, before I read it, every experience that you have gone through, as we spoke last week, it was ordained by God. Pleasant and unpleasant. It was ordained by God. Listen to him. He says to this woman, it is on on, during the discernment. I read this quote a while back. He says, sister, your baby is very sick. (laughs) Hallelujah. Now, a lot of times when a baby is sick, people that do not understand, they begin to blame. Is there anything wrong that we have done And that is why those that operate on luck, they say, I'm unlucky. A Christian would never say, I'm unlucky. He says, sister, your baby is very sick. They really don't know what's the matter with it because it's got trouble in its neck. It's at land trouble, swelling. That is right. You were to take that baby to the doctor. The hospital, it was about yesterday. But you're holding off. She's supposed to take this baby to the hospital, but she's busy saying, hey, I don't need to, uh, and, and brought the baby to church. But you're holding off. He says, that's a very good faith for a sinner. You used to be a Catholic, wasn't you? And you quit the Catholic church. That's right then you started going to a Pentecostal church that you didn't join it. Now the question would be, You do you see how Brother Brenham is particular? He doesn't just say you went from one church to the next. He's mentioning a church name. He's particular about what transpired in the life of this woman. Are you still with me? And the question would be, where was Brother Brenham getting the information? I believe Brother Brennamo was downloading the information from this woman's GPS. Because your GPS will tell us where you have been to. Your GPS can even tell us how you were driving. Your GPS can tell us how many times you stopped. Praise be to God. Are you still with me? Now, you started going, going to a Pentecostal church. But you didn't join it. You have been back, you have been being back to that church for about a year. You don't know what to do. This now listen, this come upon your baby that you might save the Lord. Hallelujah. Now go and be born again of his spirit. I will do what I will bless the baby. What does it mean? The baby was not sick. God allowed the children to express a certain symptom, but it was to drive a mother that there is a certain point at which you must come. Do you see what is going on there? And once the mother reached the spot, then the, father, the prophet of God said, then I will bless the baby. This morning I said, God knows where you have been. God knows what you have been through. God knows everything that you have experienced. And every one of them, it was bringing you to the spot where you can serve God. Praise be to God. Are you still with me now? Now, are we getting a picture that our footsteps are foreordained by God? Hallelujah. Some of you, I've mentioned many a time, some of you, God had to... Had to make the economy to collapse in your countries, and you moved, and uh, it was some of you. It was heartbreaking to move. You left your family. Some of the funerals you couldn't attend. You had to go into a foreign country, and uh, when you are there, you are wondering why am I here? I'm here to tell you that you are being here is not a mistake. Your being here was foreordained by God that you will come this way, and God has got a reason why He brought you this way. Are you still with me? Let's come to the next one, brother. This one I'll come back to it. Let's come to this fish that I want to illustrate with it, the next one. It is called Pacific Salmon. And I will give you some facts about this fish. It can travel over 4,000 kilometers. It's just a very small fish. And I'll take you how it does its own migration. Let's go to the next one. This fish has got to travel between Two places it tran it it, it traverses between fresh water and salt water. You, you know, animals migrate for sometimes for good habitation. Maybe they will be at a certain place and you find that the place is during a certain season it becomes toxic. Hallelujah for that particular uh, uh, fish. Amen. Now it says they, trans- they, they tra- traverse between fresh water and salt water. And after hatching of eggs, salmon remain in river waters for two or three years. This after they have hatched the eggs, they will remain with their little ones in the river waters for two to three years. And for the next three and four years, they prefer to live within salt water. So they would move, from where they had hatched the eggs and move into the salt water because you can't hatch in the salt water. Then for the next three and four years they prefer to live within salt water. Then they migrate, then they migrate back to fresh water. The exact river where they were born. So that means after they had moved into the salt water, then they would decide to go back to where they were born, where the eggs were hatched. Now we say, then they migrate back to fresh water, the exact river where they were born, return to home for spawning. The the exceptional navigation power itself helped Salmons to make their return journey from salt water to fresh water. Are you still with me? So that means after they were hatched, they moved into salt water, Now they've got to return back to fresh water so that they can do the spawning, which is the releasing of the eggs once more. But remember, this is a difference between a 4,000 locality. It will move from here 4,000 away and go into foreign waters, which is salty. And later on, they've got to return back for the releasing of the eggs another 4,000. So that means it's 8,000 in total. But what makes this little fish not to be lost and travel for four thousand kilometers? And after it is gone from where it used to, where it was born, it moves somewhere where it was not born, four thousand away. But somewhat it will be there for four years. A little fish with limited memory, it is there for four years. But when the time comes to return home it is able to navigate back to where it was born. Folks, listen to me. It doesn't go to any other water. It returns to where it was born. Now, they they continue to say the exceptional navigation power itself helps salmons to make their return journey from salt water to fresh water. Their brain, listen to that, their brain can detect exact magnetic field of their birthplace. That means four years later they are away, but their brain somewhat is connected to the magnetic field to identify their place of birth. Brother, if you cannot see election here, you will never see it. If God can put that in a little fish, how much more in an able body how much more where a soul resides? It doesn't matter where the people may go. God has got it in His programming that you, no matter how far you are, but someone, something within you, is connected to your place of origin and at the right time you will return. That's why this must encourage parents, even if the children leave. But somewhat keep on praying and say, so God, there is a navigation system in them. Hallelujah. I don't know how many years it may take, but at the right time, it will flash. And a child, wherever they may be, they will tell their friend, I am going back. And the children, they will not understand what they are doing and say, I've been in salt water for too long. There is fresh water somewhere. And God has put it in them to locate the fresh waters once again. We speak about 4,000 journey being taken by a little fish. Are you with me? The next slide, brother. Brother Bram says in the message an Absolute, paragraph 39, he says, a compass it is magnetized to that North Pole. Now, the question would be, is there a difference between a navigator, a GPS, and a compass? There is a compass within the GPS. He says, a compass, it is magnetized to that North Pole. And the only way, no matter how much jungle you are in, or how deep the thickets are around you, or how foggy it is at sea. That compass hand, you can turn it, turn it any way you want to. It will swing right back and point to the North Star. No matter how lost, how far you have been in the thickets. No matter how foggy it is. No matter how far you are in the jungle. As long as you have got that compass, it will always point to the North Star. And who's the North Star? The Lord Jesus Christ. Folks, let's put it this way, so that you understand that even the gospel goes by a divine navigation system. Why was it that after Philip found the gospel, he immediately said, I must go and look for Nathaniel? Don't you think that Philip had relatives? Don't you think that Philip had colleagues? Why did he look for Nathaniel? Why the way Jesus chose his disciples, it was in such a manner that some of them, he just comes across them and say, follow me. And a man leaves everything at that moment and follows this man. Then the question would be, what was the attraction? There was no time to calculate. If I leave, this was going to happen. These are the losses. Immediately when he say, come and follow me, they left everything and followed him. Why? Why when that gospel came, why did it bypass others who were their relatives, their neighbors, but only picked up them? Were they somewhat favorable in the, in the sight of God? Were they preferred by God? I beg to differ. I believe that when God releases the gospel and says exactly how Brother Brenham demonstrated it, he says it's like when he went to a factory where, God, where they were showing a magnet coming over certain objects. And it says that magnet will hover on those subjects. And it says the aluminum were never attracted to the magnet. But it says that the iron will jump to the magnet because there was an attraction within the iron to be attracted to the magnet. And Brother Brennan said that God is responsible to make the weight available and the weight will hover around the world. But those that are of the material of the weight, no matter where they are, they will jump and be attracted to that magnet. Do you get it, folks? Amen. Let's maybe bring it in the end, in the end time, so that you can understand it. Nine billion people around the world—nine billion or eight billion—around the world. Voice of God prints a spoken word, a booklet. It goes. They distribute around the world. They give for free during that time. For free, around the world. Now, it comes to a certain place. When it comes to a certain place, a brother goes into, maybe into, as we have heard, he goes into the loo. He finds this torn book. He finds this neglected book. He finds this shabby book. But someone is interested in it. He opens it and begins to read. The pages are not complete. He reads it and all of a sudden, he begins to be interested. To say, I need to know more about what this book is talking about. Then he goes to the back of the book. He finds an address. He goes home. He writes to that address, I need more books. Then the question would be, how many people came in contact with that book? How many people looked at that book? But what made this brother to look at the turn book and be captivated by the turn book and say, I'm going to do something about the turn book. And the question, where did the turn book come from? America. How many Americans where it was printed, they never got to know about it. How many times it was loaded on the cargo? The people that loaded it, they had no idea what they were loading. Hallelujah! It came on the airplane. The pilot flew the plane but did not know what he was carrying. Hallelujah. Flight attendants didn't know what was on the plane. It landed on the O-R-Tambo. The airport manager, the CEO of AXA did not know what landed. The people that offloaded the cargo did not know what was being offloaded. Hallelujah it got loaded maybe onto a bike the bike driver did not know what was in the bike it came into the village the king didn't know what was there the church, the pastor did not know but a brother with no theological background, a brother with no knowledge of God that book landed on his doorstep, my question who directed the book There is a navigation system that say it must go that way. I hope you understand, folks. Today we can rejoice. How many people grace bypassed to come and locate you where you were? Many people. Many people. Uh, Are you still with me, folks? Do you thank God for that? Do you thank God that he bypassed royalty and and brought the message your way? Another brother just explained to me, he was on a taxi. While he's on a taxi, a brother is there and does not even want to be bothered. He's busy reading the spoken word. And as he's reading, this man greets him. And he greets back because he was not in a talking mood. And the man kept on reading The man again asked, what book is that? And when it was turned, look at what God does. When it was turned, it was a picture of an eagle. And how many people have seen the picture of the eagle? But this man said, wait a minute. In my dream, many years ago, I had a dream about this book. Come on, folks. Here's my question. Here's my question. Who chose the taxi on that day? Who made the taxi to be parked on that day? Who woke up the brother on that day and said, You need to go and you need to be in this taxi at this moment in time? Who designed that? God's navigating system. Ah. Come on, folks. Is there in the Bible the Enoch that came from Jerusalem? He was reading. He didn't understand what he was reading about. But the navigation system picked him up on the radar and said, Philip, there is a man that is reading about what he does not understand. Go to that man. And they were 6,000 miles away. Philip was 6,000 miles away from that Enoch. But in no time, Philip was there. The question is, there was no flight. Come on, supernatural people. There was no flight. Now, you understand why if you cannot say, oh, when the seven, seven angels came on Sunset Mountain, Brother Brennan was not there, you're going to have a problem. How do you explain Philip moving 6,000 away to come to where that Enoch was? Who transported Philip? There were no flights. There was no aeroplanes. There was no helicopter. But Philip was there and began to speak to the man. But how was that picked up? Navigation system. And the question would be, how were you picked up? How did you come? I see people today being discouraged by church people. And say, ah, church people, if you were called... By church people, you're gonna be demoralized by church people. Ah, brother, they, they, will, they will drain you until you throw the towel. But when you know that somebody called me against against my will, oh, some of us we did not want to come, it was against our will. Some of us we did not desire to be in the message some of us, we do not want to be called message believers, but against our will, against our wishes, here we are today. Who called us? Who called us? I know people in this church came and said, listen, how women dress. I will never be part of this. And they go home. And when they are at home, they will take a week or two weeks And all of a sudden, they are tossing on the bed. They are wondering and saying, no, 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 no. Uh, uh, Dad, have you ever seen he that fights the most is the one that surrenders quickly? (laughs) I will not be part of that. But after a week or a month, let me just visit and check those bunch of people. And they come and they look around and they are coming to check to affirm why they cannot be part of this. Mm -hmm. And the gospel goes forth and after the seven they say I'm done I'm not going to go You heard what that minister is speaking about But they go home tossing in bed What is happening They ask brother Branham a question Must everybody know about the message of the hour Brother Branham says no God will direct the message Into the hands of the predestinated ones yeah. Until a person comes After two years being around And say I fought it I rejected it But today, here, I want to be part of this. What happened is because there was a gene of God. It's because there was a representation. It's because there was something in them to respond to the call of God. Here's a question. Have you ever met a person that you looked? Until in your heart you say, yeah, this one can really be a message believer. They are good people. They are not rude. They are humble. And you present the message, they reject it. And one day, a thug comes with a big scar across the face. And you look at him and say, this one, even we have take him to a church, he will scare the children. The sisters will be shaken. This one, no, no, no. You don't even invite them to a church. You just give them a spoken word. Hallelujah. Because in your way, you have gauged them and judged the book by the cover and said, this one cannot come in. But that very thug, that very one that you thought was unworthy, Hallelujah. He goes, he reads there, he sees himself in the spoken way. Then he tells you, I must go with you to church. And you say, how am I going to introduce this one? But they keep on pastoring you, I'm going with you to church. And they come to church, they take a seat, and the gospel has been preached. Somebody has been visiting church for three years and never took a decision. Yeah. But that criminal, that man with the thackish look, as soon as he's right there, while the gospel is going on, he's right at the altar. He yeah. said, Lord, forgive me. Yeah. The one that you thought is unworthy. Yeah never judge the book by cover. Some people are predestinated. They may not look like it, but they are predestinated. No one can come to me unless it's drawn by the Father. Come on, sisters. Are you here? The Samaritan woman, she didn't look like the part. The Samaritan woman is the kind that should have been rejected and the people would have understood why she could not come to church but thanks be to God she had something an equipment that the priest did not have she had an internal GPS that morning she woke up and it was a different morning that morning she woke up and said I'm going to the well she was pushed by something and at the right time the Messiah had to go by the way of Samaria Because what's happening? The two were flashing. There was a connection in the supernatural. One was drawing a sinner. One was drawing the Messiah. And they met at a certain point. A prostitute and a Messiah. Do you know that the disciples were ashamed to find Jesus speaking to the Samaritan woman? Come on, people. They were ashamed. They said, how can he speak to such a woman? But brother, grace looks beyond the surface. Grace looks beyond the decorum. Grace looks beyond the laws. Grace, go beneath and check what is in your soul. Say, I perceive that thou art a prophet. We know that when the Messiah cometh, This was no longer a prostitute speaking. This was a divine. This was an internal compass. Speaking and identifying the Messiah. Oh, brother. I remember my old grandmother. Immediately after we found a great grandmother. Immediately when we found the message, I went to her, because I was her favorite for whatever reason, and I presented the message. She looked at me and said, listen. I mean, she was in her 80s. She looked at me and said, look, I've been in in our church for many years. My husband left me in this church. My parents left me in this church. You cannot tell me about your new church. Then I said, look, Granny, it's not a new church. It has always been there. It's the church of the first brethren. It was there before the foundation of the world. Now remember... I'm presenting the message preached by a prophet who happens to be white to this woman that has gone through the apartheid system, that has got a certain bitterness, whether you like it or not, towards the white culture based on what she experienced. I'm presenting a white prophet. Are you still with me? That he brought this message, and this message is none other than Jesus Christ. She said, no, 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 I cannot take it. I've been with my church for a number of years. Look what happened. Immediately, I'm just giving a testimony if you don't mind. My father passed on. Now, the people, although the people are part of church, Africans, they can be part of church, but they still believe in traditions. Then they come, they say, we have to have a ceremony for my younger sister, the last one. Because if the father dies, there are certain things that must be done, rituals. If they are not done, she will lose her mind. Then we tell, told her, I "Ah, look, I say, Granny, it doesn't work like that. Yeah, we don't believe in rituals. We don't believe in those stuff. Then she made a challenge. She said, if a year goes by after the funeral and nothing happens to this girl, I will take your gospel.
1: Amen.
0: Now it was coming to a showdown. Amen. Oh, brother, I was so happy. I went and spoke to God. I said, this is it. This is what she will understand because she cannot read English. But this is how the gospel will be presented to her and she will understand it. A year went past. Nothing happened. Even her, she never said, wait. word. Another year went by. Another year went by. Then later on, she had a stroke. All her children are Pentecostals. After she had a stroke, she was taken to a hospital. Her eldest daughter is a nurse in that hospital, was a nurse in that hospital. I went to check her. find her very frail on the bed. And I spoke to her, then I remember she pulled me. I was wearing a tie because I was coming from church. She pulled me by the tie and whispered into my ear and said, My son, no matter what comes or goes, never, ever leave this message. Amen. I left. Immediately after I left, she told her grandchildren, and her daughters, that I want to be baptized. And I want Pastor Raymond Mugobi, the message pastor, to be the one baptizing me. They took her and baptized her into the bathtub. Hallelujah. She couldn't go to the river because she was free. She got baptized in the bathtub. After she got baptized, this is what she said. I am ready. Not to walk in through the pelly gates as a coward, yeah. but to walk in as a daughter of Abraham. Yeah. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Go and check those phrase, that phrase. Punch it in your tablet. It's exactly how Brother Brenham said it, but she never listened to Brother Brenham because she didn't know English. But I said how can she get a message phrase and speak it in the manner that it is spoken without having written the message? How can she and the prophet be on the same wavelength? I said she was she had an internal navigation system. Are you here, people? You come because it's your time. Brother, bring Hebrews. Amen. Brother Brenham says, I want to speak now to move. Once you are a Christian, this internal navigate divine GPS guides you. Young people, it can guide you to choose right friends. Amen. Sometimes, when they introduce you to a person for the first time and you don't feel them as a believer, check twice. It may not be you, you're not being funny. Something is flashing. That although they speak right, they are charismatic and everybody loves them, but you find that uh, your navigator or your GPS is able to expose how devious they can be even before they become devious. Brother Brenham says, and Brother Messiah and Brother God was up a while ago and said, Brother Brenham, I notice what you do. You put your whole, I notice what you do. You put your whole heart into it. Anything Brother Brenham did, it was not half-heartedly. He put his heart into it. Listen to what he said. He said, I said, That's the only way you can do a right kind of a job for the Lord. Is put everything you got right to the forefront for Christ. All your strength. All your soul. All your heart. All your mind. Everything that you got. When you are doing anything, do it right or don't do it at all. See, just leave it alone. Yeah. Come on, young people, are you here? Yeah. If you're going to do anything, do it with all your heart. Yes. I was speaking I think to Brother Mshavi. he said he believes that anyone can be a genius. He says he believes that any child can, can have a distinction. Amen. And I say, oh, goodness, oh, you believe so, maybe it must rub off me. Yes, anyone that puts their mind to it, they can do it. Yes. Are you still with me? Now, Brother not say either you do it right or you don't do it right. That's why as a as a child, you cannot go into an exam room and say, as long as I get fifty. Imagine if your doctor tells you before he operates you and say, I've got fifty percent. <laughs> that means he knows fifty percent of what he's gonna do. And if the fifty percent that he doesn't know happens, you're gone. So you need a, a, a doctor to know? And you need a believer to know? You need the way to be? Everything must be 100%. If you are going to be a Christian, you put everything that you've got to Christ. That's your tie, Folks, your time. I've realized people can give money but they cannot give their... Time. Uh, Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You, you are tied. Time. Now, when you've got this internal compass, have you ever seen when you are driving on the road and you take a wrong turn and your navigator is... Or maybe you're you are going to Jobek, and as you are going to Jobek, while you're on your way there, you figure out that you remember a shorter route and you forget to adjust the navigator that woman on the navigator will continue to say, the next stop, make a U-turn. Brother, she will never keep quiet. If you go past that stop, the next one, make a U-turn. Are you still with me? And I'm I'm speaking figuratively here. How many of you, you took a certain turn? And the navigator say, make a U-turn and you say, no, me, I'm experienced, I know these things, then you say, make you U-turn. Yeah. The only way to quieten that woman is to switch it off. Yeah. And in the same vein, young person, when you take a certain route, there will be a voice that says, make a U-turn. Yeah. And you carry on and say, my friend, doing," but it will say, make a U-turn. Yeah. Then you carry on and make it, make you U-turn. Until you switch it off. Yes. Mm. Come on. But here is something. If after you have switched it off, after you think you know, and later you get lost. Yeah. And realize that, you know, there is nothing after when you think that you really found a way and you find a cul-de-sac. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that humbles even brothers. Yeah. <laughs> Sister, this route, I know it. <laughs> I've traveled. Sister says... But let's ask at the garage, no. For what? I've been on this route before. After 15 minutes cul-de-sac. and sisters, they are very merciless. And no? No, I, I thought I knew it. <laughs> I just got confused. But I asked you to ask them there, the garage. You said you knew it. Making a U-10 takes
1: humility.
0: But the beauty after you have left that voice for many hours, as soon as you switch on the navigator, immediately what comes on the screen is rerouting. It is finding a way for you to come back on track. Brother Brenham sees a man dying on his deathbed. And he says, are you ready to meet the Lord? The man says, no. He says, we don't have time. In no time you are going. He says, remember where you left him. Remember, the Lord doesn't leave you. You leave him. Yeah. Remember where you will. The man battled. The man battled. Brown says, you don't have time. You have to remember. All of a sudden, there was a smile flashing on his face. He says, Bill, I now remember where I left him. And he found him. Similarly, your GPS has been guiding you. Where it stopped, it will reroute you back where you got off the line. Amen. But it takes humility Amen. to follow it back. Amen. The next one, brother. Folks, and especially, and you know me, I talk. Amen. The greatest tragedy that I find among religious people, is that one can be religious and still one lack integrity. What confused me over my journey on the Christian walk, it is to find an unbeliever that has got integrity and find a believer having no integrity. Oh, you want me to explain to you? I think I was sharing with my wife. She was asking, why don't pastors have forums where they exchange their tithe, their challenges in the message? I laughed. Then I said to her, okay, fine. I was demonstrating. I don't say it's the case. Don't be nervous. Yeah. I said, okay, fine. We've had COVID. If I pick up a call now and phone any pastor and say, hey, pastor, I'm Pastor Madiba, you know me, hey, you know COVID has been very tough. There's no more money. People are no longer waking. People are retrenched. There's no money. Remember me in prayer. Things are tough. I say, how many pastors will drop the call and kneel down and pray? And how many will take the same call and phone the next one? And say, he just called me. Hey, things it go bad." Come on, believers. Why, why am I bringing, and I know it's very sensitive, you're beginning to see at a certain point why believers would confide in unbelievers than in believers. Yeah. Integrity. Me, you know, controversial as may sound, I will say I've met Pentecostals that had integrity than some message believers. It's tougher. I don't say, hear me, I don't say Pentecostal is the right way. I'm speaking about having met Pentecostals that have got integrity. That's it. This person is not in church. Amen. Are we together? Now, This brings me to this quotation. Testimony, paragraph 46. May we be and and Brother, an upright man. What he says, you know, what you see is what you get. There's no mystery about it. Honest. You you know, you are faced with many decisions as a believer. How are you going to know the right ones and the wrong ones? Folks, I'm saying, this one I must say it. The other time I drove, I was still very young. I drove with a brother. And we got caught by a traffic cop because we overtook on a barrier line. Then he left the car and went to where the traffic cop was. I just remember him kneeling next to the door of the traffic cop. And later coming back, and I asked him, I said, why, why did you disappear behind that door? <laughs> what happened behind? I mean, we're coming from a convention, folks. <laughs> a convention. We were sharing about the message. But here is a man disappearing behind the door with a traffic cop. I said, where is our ticket? Because we deserve it. There was no ticket. Now, you know what happened. (laughs) He gave the traffic cop a Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola is euphemism for bribery. A brother coming from a convention. <laughs> now, my question, what happened to his internal GPS? Yeah. Hear me, believers. they rather give you a fine of 20000 and you find your way around it and to spend 200 rands to bribe a traffic cop, that pollutes your soul. Can I get an amen on this one? If it doesn't look right, it doesn't sound right, reject it. A Christian is not a person that, uh, that specializes by, and the devil has a way. When you're looking for something to present an alternative in an unethical manner. If it's a bad contract, reject it. Walk away from it. And when you walk, heaven will say, that's our man. They will treble they will that contract somewhere else. Integrity. When you are a believer, be a person of integrity. I was telling somebody, I say, in South Africa, people don't hate corruption. They just hate, it depends who does it. Because we are tribes if a I'm just giving example if a Zulu person get caught and is supposed to be arrested the Zulus say leave our thief alone <laughs> so the, you can arrest others as long as it's not ours and this has eroded moral values of the nation even moral values of the church but the prophet say, may we be? Believers, have you ever when you spoke to somebody and testified to people and say, you serve with brother so and so, and the unbelievers say, ah, no, no. no. Come on, be serious. Not the, not the guy. We know the guy. You, but we know the guy. The moment unbelievers begin to tell you about that, it tells you, There's been a deficiency. There's been a system failure on the GPS. May we be? Do you know sometimes even at your company they can pay you an overtime that you don't deserve and keep quiet and watch you? and you look at it over time, you know that you, you have not worked for it. Then you say, Jehovah Jireh. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: no. Mm-hmm. It's your own job. But a Christian with integrity goes to them. I am surprised I see money here and I don't understand it. (laughs) That's what? An upright man. Imagine you keep quiet and they catch you after two months and you've been testifying to them. Your integrity is gone. May we be honest true. May we be the kind of a Christian that would be a credit to any community. When we speak about a model citizen, we must point at you. As a sister, we must point at you that this person is a model Christian. I hope. Does it sink in? I'm simply saying you're divine. Your internal divine GPS. It shapes even your value system as a person. Amen. 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 Let's come the next one, brother. Brother Brenham says. Ministry explained, paragraph 11. And we have men today that goes through the land. Now, not only evangelists who pray for the sick, but all around. We have people in our churches who impersonate each other. There is no quicker, there is no better or, or worse breeding ground for jealousy, for conflict, than to try to be like each other. I am not Brother Wesley, he can't be like me I can't be like him and I need not to desire to be like him and what I've liked, I've enjoyed in this church is that ministers that come and preach here, they're not trying to I've been in churches where ministers preach, you just that day you look as say, today is just the pastor in a different body the mannerism is the same because he's impersonating the pastor But here, I see brothers, they come, they become authentic. They know I'm not Pastor Madiba. I've got my own ministry. I've got my own way of preaching. And I must embrace that. Are you still with me? Now, similarly, even in the pews, don't don't want to impersonate anyone. Be yourself. Be comfortable about who you are. And you will be able to be happy for people as well. You'll never be jealous anyway. Because you understand everyone has got their race track. If the brother makes it, God bless him. It's not a reflection on you. We have people in our churches who impersonate each other. And try to say now, because she did it, I will too. Brother, you'll land into trouble. You will learn. And sometimes, even sisters never put a pressure on a brother. They say, so and so has it, I must have it. No. God works in different ways. And God works in different times. Most people have gone into debt because they want to keep up with the Jones. And once you do that, it becomes difficult to worship God. Brother, if, if your wife cannot afford Five dresses every month. Don't compare yourself with somebody that can. She must be comfortable in her own dress and you must be comfortable in your own suit and say we worship God. He blesses our brothers. We have no problem with that. Then, then you, will, you will enjoy life. You will, be, you will sleep at night. Today, people are depressed. I saw a video, this guy was on a video with a Ferrari behind him and he posted it on social media. Later on, upon a closer inspection by those who understand, the Ferrari, it was not the real Ferrari. It was a toy enlarged behind him (laughs) but it looked real. Then I said, How many people got depressed? That mm-hmm. how can he afford it? <laughs> Ferrari, keep your own lane, Amen. do things at your own pace, Amen. and enjoy your life, guy. Guide, be guided by your own internal GPS.
1: Amen.
0: Are you still? There? Brother says, that's a hypocrisy. You are what you are today. How you are, brother, is not insufficient. You are what you are by the grace of God. And, and if you know I'm who I am by the grace of God, there is not even any environment that is going to intimidate you. You know, I am who I am by the grace of God. I have what I have. By the grace of God, I go forward. By the grace of everything is determined by the grace of God. No pressure whatsoever. Just be. Just be. It it, is tiring to be something that you are not. When we are sleeping, you need to recover from trying to be like somebody else. And people think that God is a... When we came into the message, there used to be a perception that all sisters must be quiet. I never liked that because I've seen... People that are quiet and are crooks. Yeah. And I saw people that talk and are honest. Yeah. Amen. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. When we came, they say sisters must not talk. If you talk, that means you don't have sobriety. No. They will crook you while they are quiet.
1: <laughs>
0: it's not about being quiet. It's not about talking. Yeah. It's about authenticity. Being original, being yourself. Prophet says, be and God will love you and the people will. Folks, when you are, have you ever been given an image by a person, later you realize there's not who they are. You even feel robbed. But when, when you are who you are, with your rough edges. Hallelujah. Amen. And you are comfortable about being who you are. Amen. God will love you. Amen. And the people will love you better too. Amen. Amen. And if you if you will just be just And you know why? I'm closing. I realize my time is gone. You see when Satan was fighting. We are, we are unable to trust each other in the message with our vulnerabilities because we have created imaginary images of ourselves towards each other. We want to say, my marriage will never have a problem. We are happy. There's nothing really wrong with my children. My children are fine. Uh, Folks, how can we be in a battle? And the battle looks like a vanilla ice cream. <laughs> in a battle. In a battle. Battle is characterized by war. A battle is characterized by blood. Wow. It's ugly being in the yes, there are times of victory, but there are times where things are downtime. And there are times when you don't feel like doing certain things. It doesn't mean you are lesser holy. You are still holy. It's part of the battle. All you need to do, be yourself. I had a, a young minister speaking to youth the other time somewhere and say my wife and I never had an argument. I said there goes a religiously liar. You are misleading young people. Marriage, in marriage we disagree. Sometimes we just disagree as to where are we going to eat. It's a disagreement. But yours is immune from such. You, either if you don't disagree, somebody is a robot. Or there is an abuse going on. But if I've got my mind, you've got your mind. There will be times of conflict where we don't see eye to eye. But what brings us together is because we are ourselves and we are bound by love because we are authentic in terms of who we are. A life of impressions creates headache. Be honest. Both. Are we still reading that? Yes. Be honest and yes. in what you do and God will yes. God will bless your efforts. Folks, if you are dishonest in what you do, God will not bless it. It may look like God is blessing it but it will balloon and explode. But when you are honest, when you are honest, God will never shame you. God will protect you. God will protect your integrity yes. because you are an upright man who's honest and true. Amen. Yes. Amen. Amen. Another one, brother. The next slide. The parting shot. Do we have it or not have it? Brother Branham, why is it that so many Christians find it hard to live the Christian life? He says, be in prayer? I don't know. I just feel that someone's not just exactly honest with yourself. And if you won't be honest with yourself, how can you be? Ever honest be? If you can't be honest with yourself, you can be honest with God. If you can be honest with yourself, you can be honest with your brother. And when we are honest with ourselves and we are honest with our brethren, then we are honest with God, then God will bless us. But for us to do that, we have to rip apart the church impressions, the church images, uh, the desire to please people. There are times, brethren, there is nothing that will drain you on a Christian journey than pleasing everyone. You will never please everyone. Imagine if Joseph pleased the brethren. He was not going to be where he was. Sometimes, despite the odds, despite the difficulty, you follow your internal compass and listen to that still small voice. It will never mislead you. Are you still with me? May God richly bless you. Be honest and be. Be upright. Be upright. And... as we stand to our feet. sing a worshipping song Hello. love you Lord, we love you. Brother Dipadi, if you come and close for us.
1: We, adore you, Lord. we
2: Father, here we are today, Father. We thank you for the day that you have given us. Father, there was no place, Heavenly Father, to go to this morning. That's why we even praise and worship in your Lord, to say, who can we give our life to, Father? But we realize that none other than thee, Lord. Father, we are thankful this morning for the word that you have, Heavenly Father, given us. These are manna from heaven, Heavenly Father. Mm. You are taking us, Heavenly Father, uplifting us, Heavenly Father, and showing us, Heavenly Father, what to do, Heavenly Father. If, Heavenly Father, we have to live here on earth, Heavenly Father, we have to show that Christ that is living in us, Heavenly Father. We just have to be honest, Heavenly Father, and be true in whatever that we are doing. Mm. And this is what I like when you say, Heavenly Father, through your prophet, Heavenly Father, you shall bless all our efforts heavenly mm. father thank you father for following you heavenly father even if the journey can be difficult father mm. father we know you are in our sight heavenly father if christ be is with us who else heavenly father can be against us heavenly father we know heaven is full of blessings heavenly father father forgive us of our trespasses mm. forgive us of our shortness heavenly father may you heavenly father see us through that blood that was shed on Calvary, Heavenly Father. That's why Heavenly Father, we can, Heavenly Father raise our hands and say we surrender we surrender our lives, Heavenly Father to Heavenly Father Father, we thank for the way that you have brought forth, Heavenly Father, through our pastor, Heavenly Father. Father, we pray, Heavenly Father, to give him more revelation, that Heavenly Father, so to give him more strength, Heavenly Father, so that he may continue, Heavenly Father. May you fight for his battles, Heavenly mm. Father. We know it's not an easy position, Heavenly Father, but Father, we say, Father, bless him and his family, Heavenly Father. Here is Heavenly Father, the light Heavenly Father, mm. we say, may you bless all heavenly father we know our needs heavenly father Father, we say, undertake them, Heavenly Father. Father, whatever that we do, may we, Heavenly Father, possess, Heavenly Father, and have victory, Heavenly Father. All these things we say, the devil, you are the liar. You you must stand away from our path, Heavenly Father. In the mighty name of Jesus, we declare you unfit, Heavenly Father. In our houses, in our places of work, Heavenly Father. Even here at our church, Heavenly Father. Mm. All these things, Father, today we commit them unto us. We are going to live We say may we have a traveling mercy, Heavenly Father. Be with us, Heavenly Father, in our homes, in our way, in whatever that we are doing. We commit all these things in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We pray, amen.
0: Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you, Richly. Have a blessed week. And may the Lord double the efforts of your hands. and Open all the avenues for you amen, amen. Yes. so that uh, you become a billboard of his provision a billboard of his grace a billboard of whatever he desires you to be a billboard of but uh, we thank him amen yes. give us a song till we meet Tampanya, you give us a song Right. Oh, amen <laughs>